Hello, welcome once again to Weeaboo Wednesdays. Once again, I am Mark. I am Michael. And we are here to guide you on the journey of the harrow harrowing road that is Metal Gear Solid this week. Oh my god, one of my favorite video game series. As same with mine. Um, before we get any closer, we have to do our usual thing. This week, uh, this week's episode is brought to you by Best Damn Cherry Cola, and uh, uh, brought to you by Bacardi Oak Heart uh, Smooth Spiced Rum, Coca Cola, a three dollar bottle of maraschino cherries, and a sprig of mint. You gotta spank Stop. the mint. Okay. You gotta spank the mint to get the mink flavor out. And Michael, being the drunkard that he is, has got like four glasses of this and sitting in front of him. Oh uh, yeah, I'm. Uh, uh, Dad, Daddy needs his uh, anime juice. Is what he needs. Gotta put. And you know what else needs anime? Ju needs anime juice. Metal Gear Solid and Metal Gear Solid's anime juice is nano machines. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid is like anime juice concentrate. Let's not fool ourselves. It is a series that has seamlessly. Um, seam seamlessly included convoluted storylines, mechs, s bad voice acting, ridiculous characters, and I can't think of the last thing anymore. It, just, so it tries to tackle so much. It's like you really need a serial killer wall to find out what the fuck is going on at all. But don't worry, Hideo Kojima will spend give you a nice hour-long cutscene to explain this to you. Yeah, it's like Metal Gear Solid is essentially uh, an interactive movie, is what yeah. it is. Like, no joke, friggin', I remember back in high school, I was playing, I didn't have a PS3, so I was trying to play Metal Gear Solid 4 at my friend's house, and he had to go somewhere in like 30 minutes, and I was getting right, I got to the final cutscene before I can fight Laughing Octopus, who I really wanted to fight, and I thought that was, because I thought that was a cool boss fight. Mm. And I asked him, like, hey, you think I'll be able to make it in time? Um, we'll be able to play this in time? He looked at me and he's like, no, you're not. No, Excuse yeah. me. So, all right, I'll sit through the cutscenes, and then I'll do the boss fight tomorrow. I was like, all right. Literally, there was a 40-minute cutscene before that. I couldn't even finish the cutscenes. We had to go. <laughs> yeah, and those are, like, the cutscenes that you kind of... Uh, uh, Tune uh, out. Yeah, the, no, those are like the cutscenes that you need to figure out what the fuck is happening during But the you're block. going to tune out anyways because it's done in such a boring fashion at yeah. times. Oh man, like, I, I remember the first game, which was kind of like, it, it starts with a, 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 a simple plot of it. it's like, oh hey, you're the raddest dude with attitude, and like, you gotta save the fucking president from a terrorist organization. But you fail. Yeah, yeah, you fail real hard, and then you meet Meryl. <laughs> you mean you find Meryl? Yeah, you find Meryl, he's knocked out this one dude, and then you have to figure out who she is, because she's dressed up like the other dudes, and you have to look at her butt, and you're like 12 years old and playing this and looking over your shoulder and being like, why did my dad buy this game for me? <laughs> dude, the first Metal Gear I played was Metal Gear Solid 2. Which I found at a Goodwill one day, as I started. <laughs> I did not realize what I was in for. In Goodwill, the a, a, a term that Konami has none for for Kojima. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still convinced. I'm still half convinced that uh, Melier Survive is just designed to be a big middle finger to Hideo Kojima. Probably. So, for those of you who have no idea what uh, uh, happened. So, Hideo Kojima is the uh, creator, uh, uh... And main writer. Yeah, of, uh, the Metal Gear Solid, uh, franchise. 
who's had a, a recently like a year, year ago, year and a half. Literally just before the, re- I think it was either just before the release of Metal Gear Solid Five. This was about like a year ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had a huge falling out with his parent company Konami, and uh, they stripped his name from the record and fired him from their uh, corporate office. But Hideo Kojima made sure that his name is splattered across Metal Gear Solid Five so much. <laughs> I am not kidding because every mission you go on, campaign mission you go on to has a credit sequence for beginning and end of it. Each featuring the first words you see is like, Executive Producer Hideo Kojima. I mean, yeah, they kicked him off the fucking team. He should have his name on the fucking uh, roster. Yeah, but on every level? Yeah, why not? (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. And then put himself in the game as well? Yeah, have you not met Hideo Kojima? He's a crazy motherfucker. (laughs) I have personally not met the man. But this is also the same man who all... Um, who came up with the idea of putting your controller on the ground and having it move because supposedly a psychic man is moving your controller for you. Also, a uh, fucking psychomantis who could read your memory card and tell you what games you were playing, which tripped me out as a kid. It's like, oh my god. <laughs> and then, also... How do you know I play Ape Escape? <laughs> and also proposed to have the idea of a special chemical laced onto the ke- onto the CDs so when the disk drive got too hot, it would smell like blood. No, it was, um... I thought it was uh, whenever you, when you killed a boss for the first time, it would burn through that layer on that part. Something of the like that, yeah. yeah. So you could smell the blood of your yeah, victims. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I'm probably ruin your PS2 or what PS1. What a rad guy. <laughs> <laughs> the man, I guess, was a bit of a head of his time. I feel like if you also- broke into his office and opened, like, the top drawer of his desk, you'd just find, like, little live mice in it, and you're like, this is a serial killer. <laughs> this is a serial killer who's the head of a, uh, like, the head writer of this game. Now, I'm trying to remember, who was it that, um, there, at one point, there was actually supposed to be a Metal Gear Solid movie. Yeah, it was, uh, um, it was was it Gen Orbu? No, it wasn't Gen Orbu. No, it was uh, some dude, who, the the guy who uh, directed. Uh, oh god, who directed the Blood Rain movies, right? Oh yeah, yeah. And uh, Hideo Kojima screamed him out of his office. I don't think he. I don't think he actually screamed him out of his office. That's what I imagine. And, like Hideo <laughs> Kojima is not like an impressive man in stature. He's like what? Uwe like, Bull. That was his name. What? Uwe Bull. Oh, wow. Yeah, but, like, Hideo Kojima is not of President Stature. He's, like, what, like, 5'6"? Five, Something five, like... Five, like average oh, height. fuck you, I'm 5'6". Oh, really? Yes. No way. Yes. Mark, you're only, like, a little bit uh, uh, shorter than me, and I think I'm, like, 5'10". I don't think you're 5'10", Michael. Oh, maybe I'm 5'10". I'm 5'9". I don't know. <laughs> I, I know I'm taller than you. <laughs> Thank you. I know this, Michael. <laughs> but, like, I imagine, like, Uwe Bull goes into his office and is like, I've got an offer for you, Mr. Kojima. <laughs> Put that bowl of live mice down and look at this contract. <laughs> and it's just, like, Metal Gear Solid movie. Y, N, checkmark, maybe. <laughs> and then it's like, you know, Kojima just gets on top of his fucking desk and says, No! 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 <laughs> Shaking his fist in the air. And I'm also imagining it's like one of those offices where it's just like there isn't walls, it's just glass, glass windows. So everybody, it's like the entire floor can see, like, you know, Kojima standing atop of his desk, his bowl of mice spilled on the floor, screaming at Uwe Bowl. As they, as the mice sneak into his giant pile of weed he has stacked in the corner, because that, 
<laughs> no, he's just, he's literally growing a marijuana plant in the corner. <laughs> There's a little hydroponic setup. That is being tended to by a man, by a large buff man in a skin-tight outfit. It just seems like Hideo Kojima is like a man who never outgrew... Being a, like out of the mindset of what a child would find cool, <laughs> and he approaches it so unironically that it's <laughs> so great, and I, I I genuinely appreciate that about him. I'm like I'm not even shitting on him. It's just like I like that. That's the I main did. point that I like in Yokochima. It's like hey, you gotta save the president by shooting this rocket launcher with a smart guide in it, and have to guide it through the air ducts. Now, and don't forget about the fucking time where he backflipped off and avoided a tank shot. Yeah. In that same game. Yeah, yeah. Or, or the part where, like, you uh, take off your shirt and bare-knuckle box your uh, twin clone on top of a giant uh, robot while, like, the facility falls apart around you. Who doesn't really even look like your twin clone, let's be honest. Yeah, he doesn't. I, yeah, I, I love the part where it's like you think the game is done in the first game, and then you're, like, escaping with Meryl, mm -hmm. and then he's just like, Snake! And he rides up to you in the Jeep, and he's, like, fucking driving a car and shooting at you with a machine gun. This is also the same man who also decided, alright, every game is gonna have this group of cool guys. Ones with, you know, like, weird powers and yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah. The first one was rather simple. You had an expert sniper, a large man with a gatling gun and a tank, yep. a guy who was a really good with revolvers that was from Snake's Pass, yeah. and... A a guy who was, and a guy who was psychic. You yeah. know what? Okay, I can accept that. Think, are we forgetting one? Or no, I think it, that's oh, it. Because, yeah, because we got uh, Raging Raven, uh, Sniper Wolf, Psycho Mantis. I don't think it was Raging Raven. No, yeah, Raging Raven. That one's from it's, four. It's just something Raven. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. But nonetheless, you had these four cool dudes. I think yeah. they're called, like, they were like Foxhound or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, it was Foxhound. And because then, they made Fox die, which yeah. uh, kills uh, the... Uh, I forget what it does, but... I don't even... I, that, that whole storyline just went over my yeah, head. Yeah, I think it's just, like, a chemical component that's just, like, in... Like, no, it's a special virus. Yeah, it's been injected in your system, and I think mm -hmm. it, like, induces cardiac arrest. Who you trust a random black man who sells you weapons to inject you with? Spoiler alert, by the way. What was that in number one? One. Hey, no, not number one. It was a number four. Oh, well, that's, that's way... Mark, they have to get to, like, two games to get to that, and one game <laughs> takes place in the Cold War. Yeah, okay. And not only... Okay, so that's fine. The second game, we've decided to go a bit farther. We have a woman who's apparently so lucky that she's never been... That bullets will never hurt her or go around oh, her. Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah, Fortune. Like, uh, oh, you'll don't have... forget uh, the Russian lady who's uh, pregnant, uh, who's, like, the first boss. No, that's number three, man. No, that's number two. No, it isn't. Yeah, yeah, no, no it yeah, isn't. This, this, she's the oh. boss you fight when you're snake oh, in, like, the oh, first chapter. What's her fate? She wasn't pregnant, though. Yeah, she, already, she already had her kid. That's oh, why she was working with him, because they kidnapped her kid. Oh, wow, I misread that entire plotline. But then again, can you blame me? <laughs> no, I <laughs> really can't. This game is so confusing. And then we had the second game of that. We have a large man on roller skates who was a demolitions expert. Oh, yeah, fat man. Oh, yep. shit. Um... I think it was only three one, three of them for that game, though. I, don't, I, can't, I can't remember. No, there's Vamp. I was going to get to him yeah. last. Yeah. Fucking Vamp. Vamp. Yeah. <laughs> a, a somehow immortal vampire who apparently did not get his name for being with his for his vampiric tendencies. He got that nickname because he was Transylvanian and bisexual. 
To which what? he is, yes. To which he dated not only, he was dating not only Fortune, but he also dated Fortune's father before he died. What? Yep. Where, 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 where did you, where did you get this forbidden scroll that I was not privy to? <laughs> By paying attention. Oh, God. I will pull, I will pull I just remember, like, his entire backstory was, like, um, he, he was, like, a child in a concentration camp, and so many people had died on top of him in, like, a mass execution, and they forgot about him because he was a child that he has to survive on people's blood. And I remember as a kid thinking about that, it's like, wait a minute, he didn't have to be, like, in his 60s by now, if it's, like, 2006. Why does he look like he's 20 years old? Nanomachines. <laughs> that is literally the only answer they have for anything that's really confusing in Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, but, like, that implies that machines were developed in, like, 1945. Yep, here we go. Here we go. According to Solid Snake, his name is not a reference to his vampire-like behavior, but to the fact that he was bisexual. Wow. <laughs> also, according to rumors, Vamp was the former lover of the, of the father of Fortune. See... I fucking know my Metal Gear shit. Uh, Hideo Kojima, a brave champion of LGBT <laughs> representation. <laughs> oh, Metal Gear. Like, yeah, uh, okay, so that's like the crazy roster for uh, that game. I think so. Let me, let me pull up. I need to pull up Dead Cell just to be sure. Because I think... Um, Vamp... Oh, no, Solidus was officially one of them. Yeah. Solidus, oh, shit, the secret third brother. We totally oh. forgot about Gray Fox in the first game, the ninja don't, robot. Don't get me started on Cyborg Robot. I'm talking just about these, like, you know how every game has the set of, like, enforcer villains for Yeah, but he was the enforcer villain in, uh, Metal Gear Solid 1. No, he changed sides. Yeah, which was so cool. And then you have to deal with that whole thing of him, hurt me, snake. Hurt me! Yeah. And you're just sitting there going, whoa! Because he got uh, possessed by uh, Psycho Mantis, right? I don't remember. I think because he was. Because Meryl started screaming the same stuff, too. I don't remember. Maybe. I don't remember. That game, I, I'm gonna be honest, I never actually played number one. Yeah, number one is. Uh, as, I played every single one but number one. Uh, number yeah. one is just about as convoluted as the other. Oh, I'm, yeah. I've, I've watched enough of Bridge slash series slash wiki slash all the cutscenes in the game videos. To know, oy vey. Uh, into which you get questioning, and not only that for number two, which was very confusing for me. Thinking like, I'm gonna be playing Metal Gear, and I heard about this guy. He's cool. He saw a snake, and you are him for the first level, and then I'm this. Like, oh yeah, then you turn into, into Raiden for like, the rest. Uh, the the fucking pretty fuck boy of the series. Yes, he is the anime boy who also does his cartwheels. Who turns into a super edge lord. He does! Four. And by, by four, yeah, by four, he is not, he is now, like, he has given up, he lost his wife who the colonel was dating. Well, like, he was dating I know. Uh, yeah, well, uh, Alright, for those, continue. Just, yeah, they're all spoilers. Spoilers. All spoilers. You, you know what, you're several years late to this, I, so. Actually, you know what, just listen to this podcast, we'll drunkenly explain to you <laughs> the fucking, uh, uh, the threads of plotline, and it will be as coherent as actually playing the game. <laughs> Very but, true. Yeah, like, uh, yeah, he, he only did it as a cover, because he was trying to, uh, protect, protect yeah, protect, uh, Rose, uh, uh Rose, and, like, uh, keep collateral damage. 
damage to a low. But then, but, when, yeah, but that moment you see in the game is just like, whoa, yeah, bit it's creepy, like inappropriate. <laughs> uh, also, inappropriate that Raiden like just surgically alters his like lower jaw and fucking replaces all of his blood with semen. It's like great. <laughs> this is wonderful. This is exactly what I wanted in my game. As well as a fucking a walking semen robot. <laughs> And don't forget the dance off with the vamp. Oh yeah, where they just cut each other and they're spraying semen blood all over each other and like, and, like, and they're also dance. It's it is not a fight. If you watch the video, it is a dance off. A they sex have dance. they have a combination of break dancing, river dancing, all all different types of dancing while throwing knives at each other and hitting each other with swords. It's 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 in a way. It's even got trench coats and katanas. It's in the same way that uh, a high school prom dance is a dance, and that there's music playing and there's movements going around. <laughs> but once you look closer, you realize the DJ is trying to tastefully avert his eyes while a bunch of underage kids are trying to hump each other through clothing that they had to rent. Yeah. <laughs> I think like, I, I think about that sometimes where it's like. Feel like all of these fucking kids with their erections and fucking shit, and they had to rent that $300 tux, and like somebody has to clean that afterward, and they're like, oh god, looks like we had a gusher here. <laughs> there are no black lights allowed in those stores. Oh my god, yeah, I've never been to a problem where there's been like black lights. I've I've never been to a prom, unfortunately. Uh, you're not missing much. You mm -hmm. essentially throw away eighty dollars to have like a fancy meal, uh, wear like fancy clothes, and then like a uh, fuck dance with somebody for a night. And, and you know what? I do that on a regular basis, except <laughs> for the last part. <laughs> you spend eighty dollars. <laughs> But all right, back to Metal Gear Solid and our, not our depressing lives. Oh, uh, depressing! That sounds awesome. <laughs> the, to the viewer, I'm some Bombavant weeaboo cruising around the city in like a a, a fucking secondhand three piece suit, being like, "Bring me the finest ramen and your finest uh, weeaboo cocktail." Yes, I will take a blue night. Two light cheese, please. I've been especially good this week. <laughs> But yes, as we finished now with number two, as we continue on, as you are trying to once again rescue the president, which yeah. is being um, being held on this like oil barge out in the middle of New York of the Hudson Bay or something like that. Yeah, it's never really. No, it's supposed to be like near like a big city. Because okay. remember, how else are you supposed to like fall off and attack, fight each other in front of the Capitol building? Yeah, because you were riding on like metal, uh, uh metal uh, gear. Ray. No, yeah. Ray is the one yeah, with no, no arms. Ray, yeah, Ray is the one. No, I'm talking about the giant, the space, the giant base which housed the. Oh yeah, by the way, oh, the, the, right, uh, right. we forgot to mention about the Shadow Illuminati organization, the Patriots, which control. Um, which control most of the uh, world's e economy. And yeah, continuing and then the there's like economy. a subgroup inside of them called the Lale Lule Lo, which is, oh, the, the, which the, is the stupidest. <laughs> well, it's like the syllables that the Japanese language do not uh, allow uh, Japanese speakers to pronounce. Huh. Yeah, Lale Lule Lo. <laughs> It's like I it, do not know that, and that makes a lot more sense. And that's kind of cool for being a secret organization. Of yeah, yeah. Making your name out of something that yeah, the entire I, like, culture doesn't say. I, like I actually thought that was cool. Where it's like it's literally the things that you cannot say because Metal Gear Solid originated in like uh, Japan, even though it's it's 
Hideo Kojima's love letter to like America, America. Uh, like American action movies and espionage things, which is like almost like the hone of that is Metal Gear Solid Three because that's mm-hmm. just a love letter to James Bond. Oh my God, Metal Gear Solid Three in my opinion is like one of the better ones. Oh, and the, it wasn't the, the intro song, hands down, is great. It's just like. Uh, by the way, my uh, friend, uh, uh, Marianne, uh, uh, Marianne uh, uh, Villainy, mm-hmm. does a rad cover of that song on YouTube, so y'all should check that out. A uh, 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 mm-hmm. salute to you. Uh, this doesn't click very well. Um, let's, let's do it again. Yeah, there, there you go. go. I couldn't get a uh, 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 fucking... Uh, a good <laughs> cup to enjoy my rum and cokes in. Oh, by the way, I'm done with number one. Moving on to number two. And with number two, we move. We continue down the storyline that to is number three. No, not number three. We still haven't even probably explained number two yet. Well, what what was explained in number two? By the end of it all. Jumping past everything in which <laughs> Solidus, the big bad guy, was actually Raiden's father, who was also the one who brought him into the fucking child soldiering that was his past. Oh, yeah, that's And right. leaving Raiden questioning what is real and what is fake, because this because apparently virtual reality training simulators still exist, exist at this point in the world. Yeah, well, they existed in number one. That's right. Did they? Yeah, I guess yeah, yeah. Ugh, yeah, totally. it's uh that like you can actually like there's a whole uh, the tutorial missions are kind of plot relevant that are optional to do because they're the VR missions and they teach you how to sneak and shit. Okay, but nonetheless, yeah. then you fight Solus to the death and you meet with her, you finally find your girlfriend with katanas. Yeah. Yes, with katanas, and you find in front of the White House, I think. Mm. No, I think it's Capitol Building. Oh yeah, it, it was, I don't think it's even Capitol Building. I think it's just supposed to, like. Looks oh like wait, a, was it New York? Yeah, I think it was yeah, just the yeah, city yeah, hall. Yeah, yeah you fight. Uh, you fight on top of a a dead robot with katanas yep. of this octopus guy at the heart of Wall Street yep. with a scathing critique of the housing bubble that was about to pop. Yep. Hideo Kojima, we don't give you enough uh, <laughs> weed credit. <laughs> no, we don't give you enough credit. You saw this coming a mile away. We should have listened. And by the end of that, the final reveal, spoiler, spoiler, I, you know what, if you haven't played at this point, if you're listening to this and you haven't played it yet and are trying to still play it, you know what, you shouldn't be listening to this, but the Patriots were dead all along. Mm-hmm. So they're also AIs. Yeah. Well, wasn't it revealed that they're AIs in number four? No, they, yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Nonetheless... Yes, the yeah, and all the contacts you had throughout the entire game from command yeah. were never there. In which the entire last half of the game is also just fucking with you and making you think it's... Like, they even throw up a fake game over screen while you're still fighting people. Oh, uh, that was so great. Like, mm-hmm. uh, the game over scene would play, but, like, there wouldn't be somebody screaming your name. And, like, yeah. you, it would keep on going, so you had to... Uh, uh, keep fighting in this yeah, tiny screen. Yeah, it said, screen. like, continue or quit. So if you hit continue, it lets screen with, like, uh, go to normal. Yeah. And this is, like, the, the part where you're, like, fighting with katanas back-to-back with Snake as you're And you're, you're deflecting bullets somehow. Yeah. And literally the whole explanation was like, hey, what what about ammo for you, Snake? Infinite ammo. Okay. Yeah. That is his only explanation for this. I love that the game goes from like uh, this really weird like espionage thing about like uh, this secret Illuminati group to just like straight up we're gonna go crazy matrix on this. Alright. 
With our next drinks and that burp, we move on to Metal Gear Solid 3. I'm gonna have one of these maraschino cherries. <laughs> and after, we, we now go back to our coolest main character, Snake, mm -hmm. when he was but a boy, and not even, no, not even solid yet. He so, is merely naked. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, Metal Gear Solid 3 was, uh, set in the Cold War, like, 19, uh, what, 19, I don't know. Yeah, sometime around that point where, like, Snake was first deployed into somewhere in South America where Russia set up, like, a secret base. So you're supposed to take out, like, the first Metal Gear prototype. And this one is, uh, this one is actually the most no. spy feeling of, yes. like, the games. Yeah. And you were sent out there on your, like, first mission being trained by a, a woman known as The Boss. Yeah. Who's, big, like, the yeah. big, like... America's like like Captain America of the time. Yeah, she's Captain America and Chuck Norris all rolled up into uh, a woman. Yep. Yep. And as you go on to try, you try and find this nuclear weapon which they have hidden around here because I don't think it was the I don't think they knew about the Shagohad yet. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it was like no, no. You were trying to you know you're trying to retrieve uh, what's his face the weapons designer. Oh yeah, once the, again the pussy uh, the pussy Russian. Yeah. As you try and pick him up, you rescue him, you get cornered into a fight, and turns out the boss has betrayed you. Oh no. And has even taken a stolen a nuke from a stolen a nuke from the Americans and has given it to the Russians. A double cross. And they even detonate a nuke in South America. Oh yeah. To which you somehow make it out on Unharmed. Yeah, and you meet uh, Eva, who's like uh, this uh, spy lady who but rides on a motorcycle and never closes her shirt. But you were supposed to meet Adam, but Adam couldn't make it. Yeah. And she couldn't even give you the proper password. Yeah. Hint, but hint, it's nudge, okay nudge. because she can't uh, close her shirt. Yeah. Hint, hint, nudge, nudge, traitor, traitor. Yeah, didn't she turn out to be uh, She's China? Chinese. Yeah, Chinese. But moving on, though. Yeah, you also get to meet uh, 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 Revolver Ocelot in his youngest form. As you and it turns out the re and you learn as you literally te bring a, teach Revolver Ocelot to be Revolver Ocelot. Yeah, you uh, Revolver Ocelot's uh, uh, main weapon, which is surprise, surprise, an old Western style revolver, is a. Uh, what you recommend to him as a firearm, and mm -hmm. like he turns into that later. Yeah, it oh, literally, you yeah. literally first meet him as he's a cool, sharp shooting, Spetsnaz looking guy with a pistol, and he begins like bouncing bullets off walls and killing people. And then when he fights Snake, he tries to take a shot, and it jams, and Snake kicks his ass. And as he's kicking, he's always going, You know, for that fancy shooting, you really shouldn't be using an automatic. You're using something like a revolver, so it won't jam like that during those tricks. <gasps> yeah, I, I love his stupid fucking, uh, like, <laughs> like a kid doing windmill punches thinking that would hurt. His special melee attack is he just spins his gun to really yep. flick around his fingers. It's like, no joke! That's not gonna help you in a fight, you dipshit. No joke, there is a cutscene that is no joke, like, two and a half minutes of him sitting there spinning his pistols in cool fashion, flipping them around. Yeah. Oh, also he uses them to kill a bunch of bees. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's for later. Moving on, we continue We continue our journey through Russia to say to stop the Shagohad, now that we know, which is the first Metal Gear, which is essentially like a hermit crab nuke-launching robot. Yeah, a very uh, feasible-looking Metal Gear, actually, mm -hmm. yeah. And then we move, move on, and then you meet... A good old ocelot again, now wielding a revolver, but 
This time with girly inscriptions. Yeah. Oh, like, uh, let's go over uh, the big baddies uh, this time. So we. Oh got, yeah, uh, we met. Um, the boss had her own group known as Cobra. Yeah. Um, featuring such such fine characters as the end, the original sniper who is covered in moss with a parrot whose eyeballs come out of his head once in a while. Yeah. There's the, also uh, the fear who is. You know what? There's not really much to say about the fear, honestly. Isn't he the astronaut? No, that's the that's the rage. Who is the fear? The fear. Yeah, exactly. He was like a crossbow wielding guy, and he like jumps from tree to tree. Really? He's kind of like an assassin. He oh, can, I don't remember that. Yeah, guy no at one all. does. Yeah. He was like the most forgettable. And then the most magnificent one of them all, the pain. The pain is like a, a fat dancing nin quote unquote ninja who he's controls not, bees. He's not fat. He is. I will pull up a picture of him right now. He is very chubby. He is like chubby. fat man fat. I thought that was just because he has like so many uh, pouches on his vest. No, I'm pulling up a picture right now to show Michael that he is wrong. Yeah, but he's constantly in pain because his like body is like pockmarked by uh by wasp uh wasp and or bee stings. Mm-hmm. And he throws up. Look at that. He is fucking chubby. That's not chubby. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that's not. That's that is not, chubby. It's not fat man chubby though. But nonetheless, he also does dance moves while controlling bees. Yeah, yeah. In yeah. which he throws such magnificent attacks as bee grenades, bee Tommy guns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in which the bees will actually shape into those weapons. If Tom Cruise's uh, solid snake, or uh, not Tom Cruise. Tom uh, Hanks? No, not Tom I'd Hanks. like to establish these characters were the ones who supposedly ended World War II. Nicolas Cage <laughs> is who I was thinking of. If Nicolas Cage was uh, a naked snake, he would be dead because of all these bees. <laughs> <laughs> is that true? Or are they the guys who ended World supposedly. War II? Supposedly. Which just leads to many questions. These guys ended World War II? Snake! You're crazy, man! Uh, You're just crazy! A man who can control bees, a crazy astronaut who's just on fire all the time. Because he came back from space and it didn't work out well. <laughs> yep. Oh no, apparently... The mission takes place... The, the virtuous mission is what this mission is called. It takes place in, I think, 1964. Oh, so I was right. It is in the 60s. Yeah, it is really early in the, this time period. For, especially the technology that is around in this game. Hideo Kojima in these games are very is very bad about time right, time period correct web, um, just technology. Yeah. Like, uh, things are... Like, he, he makes references to things like instant noodle soups. Uh, like, I, I like that thing is, like, uh, Snake finds, like, a pack out of instant noodle oh, yeah. soup. And no, it's like, oh Eva gives him one. Yeah, it's like, it's the future. Yeah, this is good. Um, th th thank you? Oh, yeah, because, like, there's a huge, uh, there's a huge survivalist mechanic in, like, uh, Metal Gear Solid uh, yeah. 3. Because that's, like, you're supposed to be in the jungle a lot. So this is the first game where they implemented the camo system where there's a percentage of, like, how well you blend into your environment. Mm -hmm. Also, like, uh, when you get shot, you have to, like, surgically remove the bullets and stuff, which is, like, which was cool. Yeah, and you have to keep up your hunger. Yeah. And which is basically 
kill and eat every animal you can find. And yeah. Then, but usually you should probably first call and ask your medic on the phone going, can I eat this? And then she'll just go into this long line of facts about the animals. Like, listen, I was just want to know if I want, if Which I can eat this. Which is one of my favorite parts about the game. <laughs> and the, my favorite thing is you can eat the end's parrot. Yeah. I did it in front of him. Yeah, like, ah. <laughs> my favorite And then part, he gets pissed if you shoot his parrot. My favorite part is... Uh, well, if the end, too, you can avoid that entire boss fight if you just shoot him during that, like, scene. Where yeah, you just shoot him there or start the battle, stop playing for, like, two weeks. Like, if you had to go do something, you forgot to play. Come back, he will have died of old age. So stupid. Um, but my favorite boss fight in there was the end. Yes, the end is one of the best bosses. Oh, not the end, uh, the, um, the sorrow. That was a weird one. Yeah, I like that one because it's like, uh, the sorrow's boss fight is you're just walking down a river where every person that you killed in the game appears as a ghost, and they hurt you. If you touch them. Yeah, if you touch them. And once you get to the end of the river, you die. And it was, it was really good. This is actually, like, a really well part of the game that I like, where it's, like, in the intro sequence of the game, they're going over your spy kit, and one of the things they tell you is you have a false tooth that is laced with cyanide that you can bite into. Fake cyanide. No, no, no. There's one with cyanide oh, yeah. that you can bite into that will kill you, and you have, like, a two or, like, a three or four second window to bite, like, if you want to appear dead, you can bite into the other false tooth you have that has the antidote. Oh. And, um, it's only mentioned once, and it shows up in your inventory, so once you get to the end of the river of, like, these ghosts, you just d fall down dead, and then the game over scene appears... You can access your inventory, and the game does nothing to tell you any of this. So it's like, I had to do it, like, five times, and I died at the end. And in frustration, I actually, like, pressed all the buttons, and my inventory came up. I was like, what? And I go through it, and the only item you can access is that antidote tooth. So what happens is, like, you met the sorrow, and he knocked you out, and, like, your cyanide tooth popped in your mouth. No, it wasn't that. You were stuck between life and death when you jumped out of the river when escaping the base. After you've been yeah, captured, that's had it. your eye r poked out. Now he's got the cool eye patch. So. Mm -hmm. And um, you're falling down the river and you nearly drown. And the sorrow, I'd like to add, was the boss's boyfriend who got killed. Yeah. And she had to kill him yeah. in an earlier mission. So he comes as a ghost and tries to make you regret and change your ways as you, by showing you everyone you've killed. But some of them are come out as rather silly. If you shot someone in the dick when you killed them, they'll come down holding their crotch as yeah. they're coming down the river. My favorite is like I like to do non-lethal playthroughs. So like there was nobody in the river and I was just walking because <laughs> I didn't kill anybody. Because my method of male assault is probably my method for real life if I had to do this: be as sneaky as possible, trying to do non-lethal everything. I've been seen. Fuck it! Pull out the machine gun! Die! I, 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 it takes forever for me to play Metal Gear Solid because it's like, I have to case the joint, find the correct perch, like, and then just uh, find the, the perfect range for my tranquilizer gun. Did you ever accidentally kill people you're choking? Because they really made it tough between the decision, between the controls of knocking out or killing <laughs> yes, them. Yes, yeah. yeah it's like, off. Oh, Fuck, that dude's dead. Yeah, it was like you had to like kind of tap it or something like that. You yeah, know, like tap it. But if you did, if you held it on for too long, 
any of those taps for too long, he'll snake will pull the knife and just stab it in the man's chest. Oh, I remember when he would just like break their neck. I was like, uh-huh. no, snake, that's not what I wanted you to do. But I also like the part where it's like in the in the screen where you can uh, uh, fix snake if he's been shot or not or mm-hmm. to check his status. You can, you know, like you know how you can turn it around because mm-hmm. like uh, you won't be able to access something unless you find it. Mm-hmm. If you keep turning it around <laughs> really quick and then exit, snake throws up. <laughs> 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 I remember wasting so much time of my life just trying to paint the floor white with vomit. <laughs> and then, middle, and Kirio Kojima also includes a lot of, like, as you can say, a lot of Easter eggs and a lot of minor stuff. Oh, There's yeah, even yeah. a hack and slash game that you find when you're captured by the Russians at one point. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're like this. That you have a nightmare two. about vampires. Yeah, and you have that like you're two fucking. Bars. Yeah. yeah. We were supposed to try and summarize this game, and we've just gotten completely off topic. Where were we? Um, yeah, you killed the end. You ki- no, you you meet, um, going back to where we were, then you meet Ocelot for a third fucking time, now with the proper bullets, and now he's an actual boss fight, yeah. which ends in bees, yep. which kill all of his soldiers except him because he was safe, sw- twirling his revol- guns. Yeah, Revolver Ocelot's twirling his guns so fast it's breaking these poor bees' necks. <laughs> <laughs> and then you fall into a cave, and then you fight the pain in his da- dancing fat fuck. Well, now I'm gonna be honest. I don't remember what exactly happens. That well, way. It always kind of becomes a blur. You fast forward. You're tortured by the Russians. Uh, Eva uh, saves you. Um, I'll be honest. I only remember like Metal Gear Solid games. Like usually end with a chase scene. Yes, they do. And I remember in this part where, like, you're uh, running away on, like, Eva's bicycle and you're in the sidecar, which is really cool. <laughs> it's like, uh, uh, and then, like, other people in bicycles are, like, running after you in the jungle and then you have to, like, shoot them down. And then the second phase starts and then they have, like, jetpack shares. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right, they're in jetpack tubes. Yeah, and you have to, like, take out the people in jetpack tubes and then you have to, like, take out, male, like, uh, uh, the Shagohod. And then you have like a climactic battle with uh, the big Russian the big Russian who has electricity pulsing through him which is never really explained no it really isn't like how come this Russian can like who's also gay yeah uh, yeah because he's got like the Raiden dude yeah like like, Raiden Raidenkov Raidenkov yeah yeah, Raidenkov who was his which you disguise yourself as in which he recognize upon seeing the big Russian, he literally grabs your dick. Yeah. <laughs> and you're just like backing up like, no, don't do this. Like, wait a minute. I know the I know the Rydovich's balls. And those aren't Rydovich's balls. Yeah, you're outed, your disguise is your your testicles betray you. <laughs> <laughs> Every man's nightmare. <laughs> your testicles have betrayed you. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, you and then you like uh, have a, a climactic showdown with uh, um, the boss. The boss, in which you are killed, in which you begin to learn the truth of it. Like apparently, um, Ocelot was like a double agent who was most likely the boss's son who was kidnapped by the Patriots when they were still alive. Uh-huh. Then you have you're going through it. Um, you've also been you also managed to steal this thing called the Philosopher's Legacy, which is apparently this giant sum of money that is, like, put together by, like, every nation chipped yeah. in. And what... 
and then, which is stolen from you by Eva, who's proven to be a Chinese spy, yeah. who had actually killed Adam, your real contact, to which you begin to realize, going, fuck, that's right, she never did give me the access code. Yeah. I just accepted this woman. She just shows up, opens her t-shirt, and you're like, oh, well, I guess this checks out. <laughs> it's a cool blonde lady on a motorcycle that just wears a bikini and, like, a jumpsuit, yeah. right? Whatever. <laughs> And then, as you're being greeted, you're just basically like, he's the hero who killed the boss, that traitorous bitch. Uh, it's like Shit-talking her, and, like, the president finally reaches out, like, shake my hand, big boss, to which Snake just pushes past him and refuses to do it. Yeah. Uh, also, if you complete the game, you get uh, the Patriot, which is, like, a machine gun. Oh, yeah, with and, like, infinite it, ammo. Infinite ammo, and if you call your weapons expert, it's like, it never seems to run out of bullets. It's like, oh, you see, Snake, that's because the bullet feed is shaped like an infinity sign, and I'm like, <laughs> There's just so much effort put into these games that's, like, so stupid, and I love them. <laughs> and then we shall now move on to Metal Gear 4. With that, we have to take another chug. Yeah. This cherry soda's starting to taste like cough medicine. Fuck. Number two. Number three for Michael. Now Metal Gear Solid <laughs> 4, hosted by Old Snake. Yeah, you're like an old geriatric snake, because you find out you're a clone and you're like degenerating. Mm -hmm. Well, no, they, they revealed in the first game that you're a clone off of the original Big Boss. Yeah, you're like a... Uh, the original Solid Snake in the first game was like a clone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so why you had solid liquid. Amazingly, no gas, but solidus. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All the states of matter. Um, <laughs> it wasn't like a goo based suspension Pla snake. Plasma snake. Yeah. Uh. But yes. Which we begin in the Middle East, as most of the most modern shooters do. <laughs> Yeah, uh, very topical Hideo Kojima. So it's like we live in kind of like a future where there's perfect gun control. In which literal, like, every soldier has nano machines which control their, like, their behaviors to make sure they don't go all crazy or um, dealing with all the PTSD they've built up and all the various, like, terrible things they've seen. The nano machines just block that shit out. Oh, yeah, that's right, yeah, the nanomachines, like, uh, uh, literally, like, stop the impulses in your brain that, like, create PST, uh, PTSD, and, like, all guns have, like, a genetic, uh, modifier, so it's, like, unless you're, like, a registered law enforcement or army, like, Or PMC. Will, or PMC, like, the guns will not work. Yep. And it's, like, every, uh, every war now is fought through PMCs. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was really cool where, like, war is privatized because it's, like, I feel like that will be the wave of the future. Yep. Like, countries won't uh, bother, like, creating a military when it's, like, they can hire out somebody else to do it for them. Which we kind of do now. Yeah. But, yeah, but then we, then is it, um, as you begin going through this Middle Eastern conflict as a as old snake, you find you find what you were looking for, old liquid. Old liquid snake. Who we forgot to mention in number two has cut came back to life as he was as his arm was grafted onto o Revolver Ocelot. Oh yeah, so like in the first game, you blow off Revolver Ocelot's arm, and he gets super sad about that, and then you blow up Liquid Snake. So in number two. 
Uh, he, uh, uh, Revolver Ocelot grafts on Liquid Snake's arm. I suppose they're of the same blood type because it wouldn't work otherwise. Yeah. But Liquid Snake is so evil that he's taken over Revolver yeah, Ocelot through nano machines. Yeah. And so Revolver Ocelot is no more. It is just Liquid Ocelot. Yeah. Uh, but, like, to wrap up, because it's like, there is so much front-loading and, like, fucking... Uh, Metal Gear Solid 4, you meet basically everybody from the previous games. So to quickly, like, to quickly sum it up, you meet uh, all of the people in the first game. Like, Meryl is like a Navy commander, mm. uh, but she's mainly there for show. Uh, Meryl is like the uh, the head of SEAL Team 6, mm -hmm. essentially. Um, and she's got her own, like, A-team with her. Like, Otacon is with you. Naomi is, like, a person who's, like, helping you. Who is, like, your medic in the first game. No, and she isn't she the Navy commander? No. Na Naomi is, like, uh, you find Naomi because, like, she was working for uh, the... Oh, that's guys. right. Yeah. No, sorry, I'm getting confused. Because the I only remember the Asian girl became the... Yeah, that, that's, uh, uh, that's shit. I've, I mentioned May? her name. Yeah, May. Yeah. yeah, May is the Navy commander, but she's kind of just, like, there for show. But she does actually do commanding at the end. Yeah, well, like, she she's, like, uh, she, she essentially has, like, this old ancient battleship, which is, like, a modern-day battleship, but it's, like, uh, it's so... Uh, down in the times because it's like all analog mm -hmm. um that nobody gives a shit about it anymore and they just give her that position as like a show it's like oh yeah hey you're special uh and she's like she knows and she's like upset about that yep and then uh yeah you you basically made everybody and my favorite back. character is the gun dealer oh yeah well that's a new dude yeah. he was amazing yeah with his naked monkey in a diaper yeah he's got a naked monkey in a diaper and he rolls around in a uh, uh, in a ATV not ATV uh armored transport thing yeah uh, ATV yeah a no a armored transport vehicle but okay but ATV is usually seen as all terrain vehicle yeah. Oh, shit. Fuck. APC. APC. Armored Personnel, Personnel Carrier. Carrier. There, there we go. go. Well, yeah, going through that, you begin your conflict in the Middle East. Yeah, yeah. In which you find liquid. And sexy Metal Gear geckos with their, like, with sexy their ass legs. <laughs> and their cow noises. Yeah, they make cow <laughs> noises. It's like so, it's like so weird because, you know, Kojima's like, you know what would make these robots really cool if we gave them really sexy articulate legs <laughs> and make them make really loud cow noises. And cicada noises. people would like that. The only two noises these things can make are cow moos and cicada screeches. Yeah. Because apparently they're supposed, the idea was that they hide in tall grass uh, as they just kneel down in the grass and make those noises so no one knows they're there. And they but leap out uh, But cicadas don't have like, cicadas are geographically relevant. You, that, that you're, if you're a, a fucking grunt in an army going in a squad going, huh, sounds like a lot of bugs out. It's the most you're going to say. A cicada is like a very, it's not like a cricket chirp. It's like this deafening blare. If you've never heard cicadas before, that would freak you out. That would have the exact opposite of what you were trying to do. And even then, cicadas only emerge on like a, a certain time of every several years. So that would imply you could only deploy them every several years. That's why they have cow noises, Michael. Because cows are not bound by the same effects. They are fucking day in, day out. Yeah, you could, look, cow noises made sense. You didn't have to add the cicadas in there. Because they're in, because Japan. You got sloppy. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
But oh my god, besides these giant robots who begin killing everyone, all the other PMCs, yeah. you, find you find Liquid Ocelot, who has a button, which turns off people's nanomachines that prevents PTSD and all of the crazy shit. He also has a button that can turn off, like, the ability for them to use their guns. Yes. In which the people begin freaking out and killing each other. But I'm getting into ahead of ourselves, upon which you meet Merrill, our favorite gun-dealing black man, because honestly I don't remember his name right now. Um, I want to say it was Sid, but I don't know if that's right. Um, Nate, you also meet this game's group of enforcers. Yeah, the, the Beauties Beauty and the, the Beasts. Beast uh, Beauty and the Beast Court, which are actually based off real-life models. Um, uh, yeah. So it's like uh, a joke in like the previous games is you could find kind of like a porno, a soft called porno mag, and like most of the games is an Easter egg as a joke as a guy snuck in. So apparently for the final game they finally just decided it's like let's just hire models to be and mocap mo them to be the bosses. So like the bosses and Metal Gear Solid Four are these like beautiful international women. Like the first one is the Scandian naval model, laughing octopus. Then there's the Brazilian Raging Raven. Mm -hmm. Then there's, uh, I forget what the wolf one, who's, like, inside, she, like, a giant... Think she's Russian? Mm. Yeah, but, like, I forget what her name was. Uh, like, what... Uh, Crying Wolf. I yeah, mean. Crying Wolf, that's right. There's Crying Wolf, and then there's Screaming Mantis, who's, Ooh. like, African, yeah. Yeah. For, and... They, and they even add to the point, if you pull out the camera, at, and every boss fight is two-part. One, you fight their beast form, yeah. and then you fight their uh, beauty form, in which they kind of just come up to you, kind of like, yeah, very drunkenly come up to you. walk towards you, and you're and like... And then they hug you, which hurts you. Yeah, they like, like sexy walk up to you, and you have to shoot, you have to put them out of the misery. <laughs> oh, uh, the, as for the gun dealer, his name's Drebin. Yeah, Drebin, uh, 893, that's yep. right, yeah, and his monkey. And yeah, his blonde but, but hair. I think it's like, if you tranquilize them, uh, you get like, the, the parentheses good ending for that character. Well, no, you get their mask, is what yeah. you do. Because after... Because you also get this cool ass octopus suit, yeah, in which changes your um your yeah. that changes uh, what you call it? Uh, you get predator camo. Yeah, no, not predator camo. You get octopus camo, in which you is if you lay if you stand still for a bit, your suit will change color to what you're around. Yeah, and give you camouflage, which is pretty awesome in my opinion. In which you can put some weird patterns on yourself by doing it, which but is really hilarious. But you start out with that. If you if you do that with Laughing Octopus, you get the mask. You get the mask, yeah. which she had. So you can complete your ensemble. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, like, there's... The Screaming Mantis was my favorite because, like, uh, the ghost of Psycho Mantis helps you out. Mm -hmm. No, she doesn't... Not really. Yeah, he just... Well, he just fucks around with both of you. Yeah, he just comes back at the end going, Guess what, Snake? I'm not dead. Yeah, it's like, I really was a psychic. And you're like, what the fuck is happening? And he possesses her, like, exoskeleton. Yeah. And he demands that you, the player, put your controller on the ground. And when he waves his hand right, and the controller moves right, he waves his head left, and it moves left, and the high school version of me lost his shit. I know, it's oh. so great. I mean, like, I, I had that game when I was in uh, college. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, wait, that came out in college, but... No, high school. What, four? Yes. Because I remember playing at my friend Zach and Brianni's house. Oh, okay, yeah, I played it came out with PlayStation again 3. with my friend, yeah, 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 mm -hmm. yeah, you're right, you're PlayStation right. PlayStation 4 was, came out when we were in college. Yeah. 
I remember playing Bioshock Infinite in college. That was fun, but that's not what we're here to talk about no, today. Yeah, it's not weeb enough. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, and then you begin traveling around the world as you try and take out these, ver- try and chase down um, Liquid Ocelot and his doomsday device of nanomachine control. Yeah, he's, he's essentially got, like, the wild card now I'd l- in the world, yeah. Now, I'd like to add... We are barely we are barely skimming this. This is like I remember the first part very well, and now yeah, there's it's a lot of shit that happens. Like you find like an older so much like an older uh, grandma Eva who's like uh, raised who's war big orphans. mama yeah big mama and like she uh, raises all the uh, and a, war orphans and who's been apparently keeping the real body of Big Boss alive in yeah, stasis yeah. because Big Boss is kind of a corpse in a machine at this point. He's literally a corpse in the machine, and it's like her eggs are the ones that are used for the clones. No, she birthed them, is yeah. what happened, yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's literally her eggs. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they did in vitro fertilization or whatever. Yeah. Despite probably for the age, it probably they, we did not have that technology. I don't... Is it in vitro? Well, yeah, no, no it's she in did... vitro. In viva is like if it was her... Like her, like if it was like a natural birth. I think it was a natural birth. No, it's like I'm pretty sure it's in vitro because it's like they like they took her eggs. She's sterile now. Like they mm. took all of her eggs and like that's what are the clones of uh, so- Solid Snake. Mm. I was actually expecting in that game to fight like a bunch of like younger Solid Snakes, and I was I was kind of half expecting that's what the frogs were. Mm. So the frogs are kind of like these uh, parkour soldiers that can like latch onto walls and stuff. No, they have the same technology in their shoes that Vamp does. Oh, that's yeah. why they can run on walls. Yeah. Oh, by the way, Vamp's back, and so is Raiden. That was a cool cyborg ninja. Yeah, a cool cyborg ninja who's uh, junk jingles way too much and he wears an appropriate, uh, inappropriate amount of clothing on the battlefield <laughs> whose body is bursting full of semen who gets into a fuck dance with Vamp. Who Vamp always keeps his favorite knife right on his dick. Oh my god. Like, that entire scene is just like... <laughs> you just oh, feel like you geez. need a shower afterwards. Oh, it's just too much. <laughs> this entire game is too much. I enjoyed um, the boss fights that happen where it's like the screen goes into like a half screen where it's like the half of the screen is you doing a thing and then a cinematic is playing oh, yeah. on the other side and you're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> like fucking, oh, oh god, I can't even... Sensory overload is like an easy thing to do. No, I'm thing. just trying for us to try and describe this fucking game. The final boss fight though is one of my favorite ever in a game. So, like, the final boss fight, like, uh, oh. the, the underlying thing is, uh, you, you, you finally do, like, a latch disc attempt to take, uh, the, the Patriot Sanctuary, which is, like, this giant submarine which has all their faces on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so you, you commandeer, uh, like, May helps you out with her ship because her ship is, like, this old analog battleship, so it doesn't have the technology in it. So, uh, you run up and, like, you're fighting the ship with May. You board the ship with, like, you know, everybody that you've ever known in the other games, and they're all dying. They're, like, doing their last uh, thing, like, they're all, like, uh, dying so you can get, like, a step further into the ship. And you essentially have to walk through a microwave as you see your friends die around you in a cinematic. Yeah, no, look, that scene, you see, watch half of it as they're struggling as they're... 
And their ship is getting overrun. Frogs are climbing up the wall with their P90s. Yeah, like, uh, the maze ship is being blown apart, and she's, like, uh, like, grouping onto the steering wheel, and the last thing she says is, like, a captain must go down with their ship, and you're like, no, and all you can do is, like, walk through a giant fucking microwave. <laughs> and then when you get to the core, you're attacked by a bunch of little robots with arms. That's right, yeah, like, the fucking arm bots. Yep. Which play a bigger... Roll in Metal Gear Solid Revengeance. Oh my god! <laughs> Which is the next game I think in the in the line. But <laughs> uh, yeah, but then like you like the game ends essentially with like a bare knuckle old man fight <laughs> yes. on top of the submarine, and it's so cool because it's like there are four phases to the fight. And, like, in between each fight is, like, an hour-long cutscene of exposition to explain to you what the fuck is going on. <laughs> but this, but like, it's so well done. I'm each part, it's, like, the first phase, the theme song from the first Metal mm -hmm. Gear starts playing, and your life bar, like, charges up to be the life bar from the first game, yeah. and you start fighting. And you're full of energy, so you're, like, beating the crap out of each other properly. Yeah, and then, like, uh, the second phase starts, and it's a life bar from the second game, and the second game theme starts playing and then like you're getting tired and then like snake eater starts playing <laughs> and you're like getting into like this desperate fight as you're both on your knees because you're both fucking old men <laughs> and then like the last theme starts playing which is like this sad like acoustic guitar and like the name of the song is called old snake and then it turns out fucking uh, like, uh, uh, Liquid, uh, Liquid Ocelot has been faking the entire time and he hasn't been possessed by your brother's he, he, he apparently performed self-hypnosis to make himself believe that this actually happened. Like, why? <laughs> it's to pro- I don't remember. It was to take out the Patriots, I think. You know, it was to free the world from the Patriots completely and the, um, use of nanomachines. Oh my god, yeah. I don't know why they had to bring back the dead brother bit, though, but... Yeah, so it's like you free the world from uh, nanomachines, which uh, effectively uh, makes all the soldiers human again. Mm -hmm. um, it releases all the frogs from um, mind control, which you didn't realize it as a thing until the end. It was a thing. Mm -hmm. And they all turn out to be, like, uh, women who are either war orphans or war victims. Mm-hmm. Were kidnapped or trained or whichever they wanted to yeah, do. Yeah, so the entire time of the game you've been executing, like, women war victims. Mel, you're solid, everyone. Yeah. And this is the end. And then it, at the end they show that that corpse that, that burned, oh yeah, Big Boss's corpse was destroyed, by the way. Yeah. Um, turned out not to be the real Big Boss, but the real Big Boss comes out. And goes to the grave of, I think, um, it was either Solid Snake or, um... Yeah, because Solid Snake visits his own grave. Yeah. And the big boss, like, uh, goes over there to talk to him. And stops, stops um, Solid Snake from killing himself. That's right, yes. That was so sad. Yeah. Well, he's a clone and he's dying, so, yeah. like, uh, Solid's, uh, big boss, like, convinces him. It's like, you have, uh, you have some time left in the world, uh, make do with it, you mm -hmm. know? And it, I don't remember if it had any final messages at the end of number four. That no, I remember was... I got, like, the peaceful eagle thing because it's like I only killed, like, maybe two or three people by accident. Because <laughs> I think I tranked a guy and, like, I didn't see he was, like, right on the edge of the cliff and he fell off. And I was like, oh, shit, I wouldn't have done that if I would seen this cliff. <laughs> but, yeah, and then we have... Uh... 
And yeah, I think that's the end for Metal Gear Solid 4 that I can yeah, I have no remember. idea what's going on in Metal Gear Solid 5 because I haven't played Metal it. Metal Gear Solid 5 takes place between, like, Metal Gear Solid 3 and 1. No, between 3 and the original old, old, old Metal Gear. Like the one before 1, the NES one? Yeah, the NES one. In which you apparently kill Big Boss, but no, he apparently didn't kill him, he's back. God. Yeah, there's also a Metal Gear Solid game before uh, Metal Gear Solid, which was just Metal Gear, and it was an NES uh, game. Mm-hmm. But no one really ever played those ones, and honestly, thankfully, the Metal Gear 4 games does enough to explain what happens in those. Oh my god, yeah, it's, uh... But it's just a whole spider web of, like, uh, 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 oh, plotting conceits. So, uh, at the end, Mark... At the end of going through this all-you-can-eat uh, exposition dump of Metal Gear Solid, look what I've got underneath this towel. What do you have? A bowl of review udon. <laughs> <laughs> Let us begin. Right. Well, yeah. So, uh, overall... I really unironically like the Metal oh, Gear. Oh, completely. I love Metal Gear. It's so convoluted and stupid. It's like, it's at the point where there's like, it's, I relate it to that point where in college where you have so much stacked against you. Like your GPA is on the line. You have to pay your rent. You don't have enough time to do this. And like all of your five finals are coming up on you. And this should break a person. This would break a normal man, but... It it's all slams down to you onto like a focal point and it breaks something in you and it limit breaks you into like this state of like understanding where you're like, oh my god, if I just do this and take off five years of my life, I can get through all of it. And I feel like that's what the Metal Gear Solid series <laughs> is. They just dump so much shit. There's so many cool ideas into it, like war. Gun control, the future of gun control, like the privatization of the military force, like espionage and government surveillance and all that shit, mm -hmm. dumped into like crazy things. It's like, oh, nanomachines, <laughs> uh, like the shape of an infinity sign can make anything infinite. And then it's like, they mix all of these weird, absurd things into like these serious topics and nothing ever gets answered. Like if you're looking for like a deeper thing, like... You will look into Metal Gear Solid and you're essentially looking at a toilet that you're dumping like chocolate syrup into trying to make an ice cream sundae. <laughs> and the ice cream's in your hand and it's melting and you're just being mesmerized by the patterns you're creating <laughs> as you're flushing into your toilet. I think though, I think what you are saying though, I think it, there are, the thing is, it started off as basically you dumped vitamins first into this crap smoothie that you are making in the toilet. There are some deep, useful things and insights into this game, yeah. but which you said there weren't. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, so there totally are. It's just like no. you never pursue them. <laughs> eh. Like not, like, not in a way, because it's like, I love the idea of, uh, in the future, like, there's perfect gun control, where it's like, you can only have a gun if you're either a registered police officer of a certain rank or... Yeah, like a military worker and there's these because you're or yeah. no or as they've easily proved laundered the gun mm. yeah well well, well well it goes into the game it's like you're essentially a terrorist in that game mm -hmm. because it's like all of the guns that you get are stolen and you have to launder them through Drebin mm. 
Except for the first gut, the uh, first knockout pistol you get. Yeah, because it's uh, like oh, which which is kind of like it, it, if I think Hideo Kojima is a clever person, which I I do think he is. I think Hideo Kojima is a clever person if he stops eating mice <laughs> and weed, <laughs> like he would be a brilliant person because it's like that implies that like you're 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 without the game like specifically telling you it's like you shouldn't kill any of these people you should stick with like the tranquilizer gun because that's already given to you it's not laundered it doesn't cost you anything so it's like and then later on the game is revealed that everybody is either mind controlled or like a a, a victim of war mm -hmm. and like that's actually a cool theme that he kind of explores and i wish he would explore into it like more but like i i appreciate that there's just like this comical treatment of war <laughs> and like of of uh, of war victims <laughs> <laughs> like I love the uh, uh, the fucking secret society of like well dressed war orphans that are, like go help you to their deaths. It's like, hey, you've seen your entire family like shot to death in like these modern warfare, like these modern warfare operations. Do you want to go into another war? It's like, yes, ma'am, yes, I do. <laughs> oh my god, this these games. Oh my god, do you? I don't. These movie, these are kinds of games where you you have to set your brain to a, the right frequency yeah, to play. Yeah, yeah. You you have to set them at a position to accept a lot of heavy shit that is just being told to you, yeah. like not even shown to you at times. It's just, just told, told. Yeah. which I think Metal Gear Solid does suffer a lot from a show oh don't my, tell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it does do a lot of showing. That's the it's thing. It's like a lot of tell don't show. But the, here's the thing, though. Um, Here's the issue I have with it, is that it doesn't, it very much feel the script very much feels like Hideo Kojima locked himself into a room for like two months writing these scripts by himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. By himself. And the only like references and references he has was WikiLeaks. And action, American action movies. Yeah, he's just... He, Those are his only he references. He just had a special laptop who could only access WikiLeaks and that weird part of the internet that believes that, like, the president is, like, a snake person. <laughs> uh, he had that, uh, an entire shelf of uh, action movies, and a month's supply of live mice. <laughs> Why do you convince this man he's mice? Because I feel like that's something... Kojima would do. It's either that or bats. But thinking about Hideo Kojima, he's not a physically fit enough person to catch the bats, so mice are easier for him to get. And not rats, because I feel like rats would scare him. <laughs> You heard it from Weeaboo Wednesday. We're calling Hideo Kojima a mice eater. You eat mice, Hideo. But Konami found out and they had a shit pan. Instead of like an adult explaining, this is part of who I am, this is a form of self expression and a dietary need, you gotta top your table, lifting up your terrarium of mice, and you smashed it on the floor. God. You give me a heart attack, Michael. Instead of acting like.
like a, a fucking adult and explaining the situation. <laughs> he started screaming and throwing a tantrum. <laughs> oh, God. This week's episode's mascot by seeing mediocre. <laughs> this is how I mentioned Kojima in my head. And I don't, I, I honestly don't feel like I'm wrong. I really do feel like if I open this jar, there's just going to be a bunch of live mice in there. And maybe a notebook that says it's like government secrets. Stop, Michael! You're going to kill me! <laughs> Open the book and it's full of puppy stickers. <laughs> and you know it's some sort of code that only he knows. Oh, <laughs> uh, but like yeah, overall I I love Hideo Kojima's stuff. I I I almost like I almost wish he was like more brilliant. He was more brilliant and, like, explored these very mature topics, but at the same time, if that happened, I wouldn't get this just, like, weird five-year-old, oh, you know what would be cool? Like, a motorcycle escape from a giant robot by, like, an army of motorcycles across, like, this bridge and a bunch of jetpack chairs, and the lady driving your car has her shirt open, and you can see her boobs jiggling around, but it's okay because she's wearing a bra. It's like... I wouldn't get that. I wouldn't get that if Hideo Kojima was insane. <laughs> He also likes to add in a lot of extras, as I mentioned. There's an ape escape game in Mel Yourself 3. I love that, yeah. I love Don't you ape strangle es monkeys in which to catch them? I love ape escape. I really need to play the other games, because I only played ape escape 1, and I remember that was my favorite game when I was a kid. Whatever happened to ape escape? That was a great series. I think the last game they ever had was, like, ape escape 2. Mm. Yeah, and that was a PlayStation... Uh, it was a PlayStation 2 release but, that I never picked yes, up. Yes, this game... Is amazing. It is a game that is designed for man children who love their guns and because it gets really in depth about the guns. No joke. In Metal Gear Solid Three, Snake himself is a gun otaku to the point of where oh, Ava, thought... fi Ava finally gives you a lethal pistol. He's sitting there going, "My God, this is the coolest gun ever!" He's sending X out here. Yeah, and she's and she's like fucking cooking you dinner, wearing nothing but a, like a bikini, and she's just like, "Are you sure that's nothing of interest?" She's like, oh my God, it's so great. And she's just like, oh, man. <laughs> it's very much one of those moments, because she just spends her time standing like, are, are you done there, Snake? Yeah, I know. It's just a pistol, we have to go. Yeah, like, it's we not have just to... a pistol, it's an M1911. Yeah, it's like, uh, like are you serious? I, I remember, like, seeing that part, it's like, Snake, what are you doing? You're, you're fucking, you're fucking, you're fucking eating the wrapper and the cakes right there. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, uh, uh. I thought you were talking about Ape Escape, and I was just, uh, I wanted to talk about the lethality of Ape Escape. <laughs> what? Like, okay, like, uh, have you Dicks ever played- Dicks out for Harambe? <laughs> have you ever played, uh, Ape Escape? Yes, I did. Okay, so you remember in the first game, like, the first items you start out with is, like, you know, your net and your, like, stun lightsaber? Mm hmm So, and then, like, you know, you, you get, like, the slingshot to knock out the monkeys, and then later on in the game, you fight, you, you have to capture monkeys with actual guns. Like, the monkeys- 
monkey has an Uzi. Not like a fake Uzi. It's like an Uzi Uzi. And like the professor is like, you gotta catch that monkey. It's like, are you fucking kidding me? He's got like a loaded firearm and you gave me a fucking slingshot that I load peas into. This lightsaber can't even decapitate monkeys. You're supposed to capture monkeys. It's Ape Escape. It's supposed to capture the monkeys. I know, but, like, the fucking Uzi monkey killed me every time. <laughs> Alright, back to Metal Gear. Now, I'd like to say this review is also not including <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Five. Yeah, which or I Metal, have not played. Or Metal Gear Solid Revengeance, in which I think Ko Kojima did not write that one. It literally just turned into an action game designed by the guys who did Bayonetta. Yeah, like, Revengeance is essentially, like, the people who did Bayonetta and Devil May Cry were like, oh, uh, can we, like, get a, a, a lick of that Metal Gear Solid, uh, like, can we get a little lick of that Metal Gear Solid, uh, lick? And you know, Kojima's just like, just a little bit. <laughs> just a little bit. You, you can have Raiden. <laughs> you, can, you can have Raiden. <laughs> In which that game literally goes you turn into a super soldier, in which you are sword, which really ends with you chopping off the giant arm of a giant sword wielding robot. Take its hand and clash swords with its other sword hand. Don't you have to fight like the American senator? <laughs> yes, and the final boss is a senator with nano machines which hulk him out oh. and turn his skin to iron to the point. And the reason he can fight you and this little this is a real explanation is because he did football in college. Oh my god. And literally, as he's as you try to fight him and you lose, he, he starts kicking your ass and then suplexes your ass on the ground. You hear a cheer, a roar of cheers from nowhere. <laughs> as your ass is kicked by Senator Armstrong. That's just like a fucking victory lap for like, uh, uh, not Hideo Kojima, but like, whoever. <laughs> Oh my god, but it's just like, uh, yeah, uh, if you want to uh, uh, have a good time and be confused, <laughs> uh, play them in the Metal Gear Solid series. Yeah. You have to keep your, you have to keep your brain at that little point between yeah. the light switches, between on and off, in which the light is just kind of flickering. Yeah, yeah, you need to be between, like, you, you need to be intelligent enough to, like, uh, skim the surface of what's going on, but dumb enough to not dive too deep into the hole to enjoy everything. Mm-hmm. <sighs> so and it's like, uh, really, my state all the time. <laughs> And you need to know like specific facts about fire ants and then forget uh, the combination <laughs> to your own house <laughs> or which uh, which apartment you live in. Oh, God. And then you have to go downstairs and ask your landlady again. <laughs> Michael, is this just a life story right now? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and with that depressing life story, I think. We didn't really talk or review much about Metal Gear. We just kind of talked about Metal Gear. Yeah, well, I mean, it's, there's a lot to talk about in Metal there's Gear. There's too much to talk about in one sitting. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll touch uh, uh, on this uh, again later. But we've just about run out of time for this week. Yeah, do, do you have any uh, recommendations or shout-outs? Mm. I, I, I have one. Shout-out to Metal, to Metal Gear Solid Revengeance. For those of you who like the dumb shit of Metal Gear Solid, in yeah. which robots 
giant fighting robots and women in skin-tight outfits in which Raiden also comes along is his disguise in Mexico is a poncho and a sombrero over his robot out his robot body that's so stupid I love it yep and a South American samurai is your rival. Oh, I've seen gifs of him on 4chan all the time. Just a gif of him turning around and smiling. And I'm yeah. like, why? Who is this guy? <laughs> yep. I, I guess... Hmm. But if I'm going to give a recommendation for manga right now, we're going dipping back into what we're actually... This topic was supposed to be about. I would have to say something like... Oh, God, I can't even remember its name right now. Um, actually, no, I know a different one. It's called Pig Love. It is a cutesy, like, four-panel kind of series. I know I'm jumping to a completely different top, different end of the trash bin right now. But this one, uh, Pig Love, essentially, it's a four-panel comic in which this little girl, this little, like, uh, cutesy girl goes up to a to a delinquent and, at, and ex- confesses her love for him, and he tells her, no, fuck off. You don't even know me. Get the hell out of here. And the story continues as this relationship develops between these two. And it's very cute as this guy who doesn't think this girl would like, um, doesn't think this girl is just, like, fucking with him this whole time. But this girl legitimately does have some feelings for him, which you begin to delve in as you read the series. It's a very easy read. There's only, like, 94 chapters. And when I say chapters, I think each chapter is, like, 10 pages, something like that, which dives into some, a combination of, like, real topics as well as just sil- your your classic silly slice of life stuff. It is a fun read. The stakes, I would call, very low, but it is, it's as low as any kind of little rom-com can get. Okay, all right, all right. So, uh, my recommendation is, a. Uh... It's actually uh, a really cool thing my friend showed me. It's called uh, Moon Animate Makeup. So what happened is uh, these, like, over a hundred animators got together and they animated an episode of Sailor Moon. So they took an episode of Sailor Moon and every single scene is animated by a different animator. So, like, the, the, the style changes drastically <laughs> from like re- like they just took the audio from the Sailor Moon it's the same exact takes like whatever's happening in it is exactly the same but it's just the style switches for every single scene <laughs> and it's really cool it's actually like if you like animation and if you like like anime and seeing like people's different styles like look at uh, it's on YouTube it's called Moon Anime Makeup hmm it was really great. It's like uh, my favorite part is like so this one dude like animates like really super detailed Sailor Moon things, and he like animates it like Ego Raptor. It's like no, I don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and with that, we have to call this episode tonight. Thank I you. made it to three rum and cokes. <laughs> Thank you for joining us, everyone. Have a good night. Daddy's gonna go take down some patriots. Oh no.